one. Hey guys, welcome back to Peace Underrated. This is so exciting, it's very unscheduled, we're doing late night tours. Um, I mean, we say late night, it's barely gone 10 o'clock, okay, but we put the as- atmospheric lights on. Exactly. We're going to post a little time lapse of us talking to our It's going to be Instagrams. nice. Exactly. Should I light some candles? No, that's pretty dangerous. I think it's weird <laughs> the hazard anyway. <laughs> um... I mean, I think what we were aiming to talk about was kind of FOMO and like the whole... This is just going to be an organised night spam. We're going to give you this as a bonus episode because it's like... It's our, not going to be a it's usual It's celebrationary month. Exactly. Celebration month. It's the month of July. It is our... One year anniversary! One year anniversary. I cannot believe we stuck out this long. No. I just... I think when a bunch of 15... A bunch. Two 15-year-olds <laughs> tell you they're going to hey, make a podcast anymore. because they're bored. We're 16 now, I know, but we were 15... At, barely 15... But a bunch of newly 15-year-olds tell you they're going to make a podcast because they're bored in lockdown. You think, oh, that's going to go well, isn't it? But I was saying to Ella earlier, our research skills are skills in presenting and expressing our ideas and cultivating an audience and marketing. We've developed a lot as people. And I'm so proud that we've had more and more people join us along the way. Me too. And we kind of don't put it into perspective sometimes. We think we are screaming into a void in Ella's bedroom with the nice LED lights on. But then we remember that like nearly 2,000 people have individually listened to this podcast. Yeah. It's just like, oh my God. And then how many streams is it? What, like 4,500? Nearly 5,000 5, streams. <laughs> that just blows my mind. And I think we've hit, new, like, was it 33 countries? I think it's 38 or something. Because the thing is like, because like now in this day and age, right, we have TikTok and stuff. It's very easy, quick um views right and you see things with like millions and literally billions of views yeah and it's literally just like one b or like 2.5 m and it really you can't it's really hard to put into perspective and then so when you see like oh like 4.9 k streams it doesn't seem that much but like imagine that many people yeah in a stadium five thousand people in the stadium that's insane that like is... individuals i don't think i know that many individuals no, no i really don't and it's just we're grateful that people have stuck it out and listened to us because <laughs> we have to say we've come a long way since the first episode which as of now is still up there i don't know if we'll take it down in the future because even though the quality is shit and the structuring is questionable i like it and i think what we say i still agree with i still agree with everything we said and like, hey, maybe it could get a bit more radical. And I think we delved into it. Like, we no, we, we didn't called really. ourselves liberals in the first episode. Yeah, that's what's so funny. Like, we're like, hey guys, I don't know if you're going to agree with our liberal views. And it's really <laughs> funny how we like tiptoe around things. And now we yeah. just like say it how it is, which I love. And the thing is, like, I I don't know. Like, I think the thing is, not only is our editing terrible yeah but also like we didn't really know each other <laughs> and i think people like underestimate what we're saying but like i'd never been to ella's house before we only started talking because we were bored in lockdown and we were trying to discuss this one thing so ella just sent me a zoom code and we ended up staying there for hours and we just clicked instantly yeah and then having never met ella's family never met ella outside of a school environment i went to their house and we sat down and started recording and the podcast was born it was really unplanned i have to say the thing is like I, I know that we did like planning like on well, zoom and stuff yeah like, in advance i made us a spotify account i made us a sounder i true, set up true, the pod- i did the technical things but we had no idea how to record how to edit we found this old if you don't mind me saying crappy usb microphone hey, that your mum had. we still have usb microphones yeah but they're less crappy <laughs> Blue snowball. Blue snowball. <laughs> That's gonna look really funny in the time lapse, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I know, but like isn't that so funny? Like that's our origins, you yeah. know? I don't know. I think it's really cute. And also like 
the way that we speak is so like in the very first episode if you go back we're and so listen hyperactive to it, we're trying to like we're bouncing all over the place i think we're trying to overcompensate a bit too yeah. much whereas i feel we like we don't do that anymore. peppered it with sources and stats because i think we had this fear of being viewed as you know weird or not credible or mm. s- stretching or reaching but i think the way that we settled into our niche now is because we're giving our takes our opinions expressing things in our way and we're unapologetic yep and that is the biggest growth that I've seen between the first episode and the most recent episodes, Me I think. Too, yeah. So, FIMO. Oh, yeah. Should we <laughs> jump into that? Okay, the thing is, like, obviously, this is quote-unquote late night thoughts, right? And, okay, my friend, Soph, actually, she was on the podcast. Oh, yeah, Soph. Health. You um, should listen to Soph's episode. She talked about derealisation, and it was so stunning. The thing is, I know with her derealisation, like, a lot of it is just, like, really hard to you know get your head around so str- like it was a really hard thing to struggle with but then like she said this thing to me it was very very comforting and you know how like as babies um we don't have object permanence and object permanence is basically realizing that something exists out of our worldview so like if you're like right now if you look behind you you can see that hat on the lamp right yeah okay but then look at me now there is no way to prove that that hat still exists behind you yeah and so that's when basically because i was saying to her like oh like i'm really upset because i can't go to this thing and like i i I have so much of like a fear of missing out which is fomo and um and she said to me like object permanence is quite scary in the fact that you don't know if everything exists other than the way you like experience it it. so like i know like theoretically like the outside world is still there even though i'm not seeing it right now i know stuff is happening in other worlds and like it's important to have that worldview and like remember that things exist out of your own experience but it's also quite a comforting thought to think like that's just there like yeah. i don't know if it's actually happening or not they like even though they're having fun like they're posting on social media there is no like proof that that is actually happening yeah and i'm not and it's not just created for me to see as in like i'm not the only person in this universe of consciousness which obviously like in essence it sounds really egotistical and like narcissistic to think that you're the only person experiencing life but also very very comforting when you're feeling like you're missing out yeah i think i have a a massive sense of fomo in terms of experiences yeah. not so much like tangible physical things as in i wish i had this iphone or i was doing this or that i think that's easier to put into perspective but when you're like an experience is a once in a lifetime thing and i just think you get so wrapped up in it so easily like for me something that's provided me a lot of fomo even though i'm actually going to it like, this is a weird thing to say, but okay, there's been a whole deal at my school about the prom, right? Yeah. And it's given me so much fire because there have been a bunch of complications. It's like, can I go? Can I, how can I not go? Like, it's just, it's not very significant, but it's just the most recent example I can think of. And just the idea of not even, they're not even like my friends on a large scale. Like, my, my friends are there, but on the whole, it's people that I don't really care about. But the idea of them having fun without me worries me as if you know i won't exist to them and like but then like on a rational level i don't really care because there's a reason these people don't have a significant like role in my life and vice versa but then there's just always this niggling thing isn't there yeah it's like it's i don't know and it like eats away you like oh they're having fun and especially with like obviously the new age of like surveillance and like everything is being put on snapchat stories and everything is on instagram and like it just like heightens the fomo and like oh why aren't i there like why wasn't i invited and just adds to another layer of like am i worthless am i do people not like me do people not want me and i guess like i don't know it's i don't know why because it's not people that i'm particularly i don't like them no let's let's be blunt i don't i don't like them 
I don't particularly respect a lot of them. Um, like, I, and yet still my brain is like, why aren't you there? Why aren't you having fun? I don't know why. Is it like an evolutionary thing? Like you need to be part of the crowd. Yeah, I'm sure there's something to be said for that, like neurologically. And I think also when you're a teenager, you are neurologically wired to... I was speaking to my dad about this today, actually. Mm. You have like a neurological thing in which you are wired to seek another tribe from your family tribe. Like when you're an adolescent in like prehistoric times, that's an adult, right? You're, You're leaving the nest as such. You're going out, you're finding new people because you can't stay in your family group because that's not good for breeding obviously but um you have like this innate desire to branch out to go and meet new people and do new things yeah. as you grow and develop so maybe that's something to do with it maybe that could be it to be honest i don't know i just think so yeah i guess when you're when you are feeling fomo when you are feeling left out i think not believing in object permanence is a very comforting thing and i guess yeah. like kind of rationally thinking like do you like these people like why i think recently i like i've been like i haven't felt fomo at all mm. not because i'm being invited to more things or i'm doing more things but just that i've stopped caring yeah it's not know. always as easy as stopping caring but if you're in a position to do that that is obviously the best move that you can make nice um I, yeah as you say the snapchat thing or not even snapchat any social media but we're all aware that that's only a snapshot of people's days or experiences right but that doesn't really take away the feeling that you're missing out because i mean we all joke about how cringe it is to see those kids getting hyped up for like five seconds on a video yeah and then you know immediately dying down again i can guarantee you that like wild party you're seeing on that same kid's story every weekend they just go come on guys jump and scream and then take a video and then as soon as it's it's over they all just like chill out again which is fine because if that's how you're choosing to spend your time and the persona that you're choosing to put online there's technically nothing wrong with that but it's just like we have this even when we are in a completely personal one-on-one setting sometimes Mm. we have this like innate desire to perform Mm -hmm. and this desire to build up a persona which we can cultivate so carefully by choosing the snapshots of our days and experiences that we put on social media and i think that is the the biggest catalyst for this you know sense of fomo i 100 percent agree and the thing is like naturally right naturally we put on personas naturally we perform for people we want them to see our quote-unquote best sides like we want them to we like we want to perform for our peers right and so when that is when you add another layer of social media and you get to say oh look at this this is perfectly cultivated like you can pick crop edit delete what you want to show people that like that's a whole new level of personas right and so like you have different i like i think i have different not okay actually no it's, i don't think it's different personas for different people i think i just match people's energy yeah and that feels like a performance but i think it's i don't know that's why i have a hard time differentiating like am i acting differently with this person because i want them to do this or am i just like matching their energy level because i don't think anyone can stay like consistently at no one kind of vibration and then like not match who they're with i think that's really like uncomfortable and weird to not do that but i don't know if that's a performance or that's just like your like your nature to just try and like match their level i think that's i think that's normal because even you and i earlier we we went to <laughs> is this too close to home to say where we went i feel like we should don't say that, that. just we went somewhere we and went we couldn't get in and we couldn't get in because i couldn't get a guest pass so then we went and ate in a little cafe instead it ended up being really nice where was i going with this uh, oh but then we both <laughs> dipped our energy levels both yeah. dipped collectively and we're not like low people as in energy levels low like we're usually at least pretty like 
you know, we can keep it going. Sometimes, you know, we spike and we dip, but we're usually quite consistently, like, you know, cruising through. We do all right. We but do then all right, we, both, don't we? we both dip together, but then because we both that's, spike together. But that's because we both had an expectation, and then that and it wasn't both, met. both of our expectations weren't met, so we both dropped. Expectation thwarted. Yeah, ex- <laughs> expectation. That's an inside joke from our school. <laughs> it's not. It's just a, anyway. And then, um, and then, like. And then we rose again because we realised, oh, it's not that bad. Like, it all worked yeah. out for a reason, yada, yada, yada. But I just feel like um, that's just natural because, uh, I don't know. I think it's, I, I think I put on performances more with, like, the short-term interactions that yeah, I have with true. people. Which, I don't know, like, how do you... I, I find it's more energy to stop doing. Oh, well, actually, no, that's a lie. I think it's more energy to put on those performances. But then it's uncomfortable for the other person. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I actually don't want to make their day uncomfortable... Yeah. <laughs> it's all really well and good to preach authenticity but then when you put it into action, you can't deny the fact that other people aren't on your wavelength and other people don't understand or appreciate mm. what you're doing or the way that you're acting or the way that you're carrying yourself. And I don't think it's like dumbing yourself down or yeah. I don't think it's being palatable. Maybe it is being palatable, but I don't think it's compressing yourself too much to adapt your communication method mm-hmm. to the situation and the person that you're with. And I think actually that's quite uh socially aware thing to yeah do. exactly i think there's a different story when like you're speaking to someone and you're like entirely changing like yeah the way you think like your your actual like attitude to things and like just to match theirs like if someone's bitching about someone yeah i don't indulge that no unless i want to <laughs> <laughs> i don't indulge it unless it's on my terms unless it's on my terms no i feel like you know if it's someone just pitching like i wouldn't join in and start acting like i don't like that person just to try and match their energy levels no. i would just be like okay like okay cool you just diffuse it or just not get involved yeah exactly exactly but that i don't know like would it be better to I, I don't know i feel like that is the right approach to take that you know rather than being like why are you bitching about that person yeah you, i mean you're completely justified in going in full force if you think that's if the course they, of action i would only do that if they were like my friend yeah my really close friend because otherwise like i it's a waste of energy isn't, isn't it? it like it's but just i like, think a lot cares. of people would do the opposite to you i feel like a lot of people would think well they don't have anything to lose if it's someone they're not close with but oh. then if it's a friend they just want to you know keep it quiet for the sake of the friendship but I think that's a really dangerous way to look at it in that you should be more prepared to call out your friends than strangers, I think. Yeah. Because if you hold someone close to you, it means you care about them and the way they navigate their life. Yeah. So do it out of care for them, if anything else. I mean, I do, like, to be honest, I'm not, pe- I'm not friends with people that, like, spend their time no, bitching about others. Although our friendship was born. <laughs> Although our friendship was born by bitching about someone. <laughs> No, I mean... It was warranted, I promise. It was warranted. And I think that... I don't know. I think you can tell a lot when, like... I think it comes from a place of insecurity. Yeah. But also when you can just tell, like, that's yeah. all they talk about. We were talking about this in our other episode about the Bechdel test and how, like, some people... Do, like, some people's conversations do not pass the Bechdel test, which is basically where, in a movie, they have to have at least two female characters with names that talk to each other about something other than a man. And I think it's the same thing, but with gossiping. Yeah. And so when, like, if you're... <laughs> the thing is, like, I, I see gossiping as a very gendered thing. Yeah. Which is really bad, because, like, it's not. No. And I see the way more we, guys yeah. bitching than I do girls these But we days. wouldn't call it bitching because we associate the word bitch as a derogatory term for... to do with femininity. Yeah, exactly. Which is what it is. It yeah. is it's like a... It is a derogatory word for femininity for girls. Naturally, the thing is, um, gossiping... This has, has a really interesting history because gossiping did not start off as a negative thing. No. Because what happened was, like, in the feudal times, like, long, long, long ago, when, um, you know, the church was in charge and 
men went and like did the farming and the working and women stayed home and um you know did the cooking did the wives i don't know whether and did the wives did the, <laughs> oh. did the, did the, the job of the wife <laughs> did the job of the wife anyway and the women would speak to each other and they would pass on information about their husbands and information is power yeah everyone knows that and so as a way for the church to um like stop women having that power they quite literally put on muzzles yeah like muzzles that would go down into their cheeks and into their faces I've seen this. and it would stop them from speaking because women would share secrets about their husbands yeah and that was the only power they had left to reclaim so when you take that away and so yeah, yeah and so from that like like sharing information and speaking became um turning to gossiping and then there was this like famous statue of like these women were speaking and it became the gossiping girls oh yeah and um basically yeah speaking and like sharing information and secrets became like an inherently feminine trait because we that's that's the power we had within that time yeah i think it's really interesting that the way that has evolved yeah and i reckon if it was if gossiping was a term coined for men to snag off their wives it would not have been demonized in the same way that (laughs) it has been demonized i'm gonna just make the statement that i think guys gossip as much if not more than girls do Mm. actually i don't know if i agree with that (laughs) go on say the statement that's the statement we're rocking with it we're going with it no just go with it come on express your thought and then you can change your mind later Okay, I'm going to make the statement that guys gossip at least as much as girls do, if not more. Okay. Because uh, the basis from people that I've spoken to, and bear in mind that I don't choose to associate with a lot of guys just because a lot of them are assholes. But from what I can gather, a lot of their like conversations end up putting people down. Yep. But I, I know that you'd be like, well, it's, don't girls do that anyway? But I think that's more of a stereotype than mm-hmm. truth. And when you know you're a guy i think it does link into like the fact that you are an oppressor and misogyny is going to play some sort of role into it let alone you know white supremacy every other form of oppression that you've got at your disposal on your straight cis white man i think that's definitely linked into your ability to belittle without being questioned yeah that is so true and like the way that men will like mask their misogyny and it will be so like totally accepted oh i kind of want to talk about this because basically i i was kind of thinking about like misogyny and the way that the guys in our year perpetuate it and just that kind of stuff and there was kind of like an incident where like this guy was having an argument with a girl and then like all of the insults that he used were so gendered yeah it was like slag bitch slut whore yeah and like he he picked those words and everyone was saying like i was thinking i was basically speaking to my friend like isn't it funny how men's misogyny like comes out when they no longer have respect for them and like they don't they're not like they don't like them and she said to me no i don't think so like i don't think he meant it like that like i think mm. he'd, i don't and i was like but he said it like those are misogynistic things and she's like yeah but you don't mean everything you say and i was like i think you do and to i was some like degree. i really think you do because like other things like other slurs and stuff like when you say them you understand the the history and like the just the derogatory nature you understand the power behind it right and when you when you're a man like using the word slag and slut and whore for a girl like you are taking a power imbalance and you're using it at your disposal you're saying like you are lesser than me because you use your body whatever like you understand the connotations behind that and like 
you're using that to put someone down like you could have used any other insult right yeah but he's picking ones that are specifically gendered and used to put women down i think that's very telling yeah i think a lot of people i've seen so much tiktok discourse on my for you page in my time i think that just comes from being a politically involved teenager but i've seen a lot of people disagreeing over i mean the inflammatory statement is bitch is a slur and i can definitely see why some people will be like you cannot equate it to other slurs because you can't but at the same time, is it not a word with historical power used to oppress a marginalised group? Is it not a word with a lot of impact behind it, with negative connotations? I think it is. And I think because the word bitch, not just bitch, other words, you know, the C word, any basically anything to do with female genitalia yeah. is so tied to derogatory terms. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you know exactly what you're perpetuating here and i'm not saying i'm going to cancel you if you said the word bitch i say on a daily basis but it's just like isn't it interesting that people do not use the word cock or dick or bollocks as much as they do and if they do it's not necessarily you go oh bollocks it's sort of like yeah it's kind of like a throwaway it's way more like jokey around like yeah oh you're such a dick yeah but you would never be like i'm such a bitch like you wouldn't do that no you'd be like oh my god you're such a pussy that's like yeah pussy's like you're pathetic you are pathetic. You know what? Now that I think about it, basically, we used to have this teacher. She left now, but she would always be like, no, guys, you cannot. What was it? Did she say bitch? Or was it something else? Maybe slag or slut? Something. And, like, the girls were saying, and she was like, you guys, you can't say that. That is so offensive. And, like, we all laughed it off back then. She was like, right. She was so right. And we, we all just laughed it off. And, like, I guess it's different when a girl is saying it to another girl. But, like, isn't it just... I yeah. don't know. We're still using it as an insult. We're still using yeah. it as, like a power play like if another girl has a higher body count than you and like you're saying you're a slut like you're still using those systems in place to like shame them yeah you're saying you're dirty and you're gross for being sexually expressive for being a human yeah i kind of want to discuss new um podcast names (laughs) new podcast names we're doing this on air yeah i want to brainstorm because i feel like by this point we might Okay, so we might publish this by the time we've already settled on one of these new names, though. <gasps> Wouldn't that be fun to listen back to? <laughs> so basically, Elif and I think that opinionated and underrated, which is ten syllables, is too long. And we opinionated only picked it in the first place because I'm going to be underrated. honest. Underrated. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was double-checking. Go on. It's fine. <laughs> My credibility. We only picked it in the beginning, to be honest, because we had nothing else. What were our, what were our other names that we were going to pick? Um, like, Ra- smells like teen <laughs> anger. <laughs> like, smells like teen spirit. Um... Rhapsody in Pink. Pink, which is apparently already an album, so we couldn't use that. No. Um, um, what else? Oh, well, something really weird and bad. We were, like, trying to mix up, like, old, like, Celtic names. It was so, like... It was so strange. I don't know what we were trying... We were trying to be smart. Yeah, <laughs> we ended up just picking really long words that make... The thing is, we think it's hard to search opinionated and underrated in No Google. one can spell it. My sister, with an English university degree, has trouble typing out our podcast this is why (laughs) this is why i think we we spoke about this in the other podcast that we recorded earlier today i don't know when it was published it probably was a couple of weeks ago by this point but um we one of the names that we were brainstorming the other night was so we till the pip squeak which we thought was great because we have this like extended lemon analogy that we keep saying like we're squeezing the lemon of all the juice like we're getting all the the nuance out of it but till the pip squeak is actually like post-world war one british propaganda and which we've is, accidentally memorized from our treaty of versailles is, history GCSE. this is what i want to talk about do is there ever such thing as an original thought no oh my god we came up with so many banging names like we came up with two girls one mic 
thought we were absolute bloody geniuses. And there were like five podcasts already called that. I know. And we're like, I don't think there ever is such thing as original thought. Like, by this point. The most niche experiences. And then you see them come up on your TikTok for you page. Mm. You're like, oh, I'm not an individual person with individual thoughts. I guess it just makes you realize how small you are. Yeah. Like, we're literally tiny. And the thing is, like, you would think, like, uh, okay, we're saying there's no such thing as an individual thought, like an original thought. And yet we're... This is a conversation so many people have had. This is a conversation that so many people had, first of all. Second of all, and yet we still have the audacity to publicize (laughs) every conversation we have. (laughs) Yeah. Isn't that so interesting? The fact that we've... (laughs) Can I just stress that Elif and I have been together for not even 12 hours and we've already recorded three <laughs> podcasts. No, 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 no. And an IGTV <laughs> and TikToks. And we're going to publish them all. We're going to use it to our advantage. We're going to squeeze all the juice out of it. Until the pips squeeze. And the thing is, like, this was so deep in our subconscious from, like, revising history GCSE. (laughs) And it it was like a history source paper. And we were like, that's such a great idea for a podcast. (laughs) And I googled it to make sure no other podcast had that name. And it came up like, history source paper 2017. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny. So, like, do you... I do think there has been an original idea, though. Mm. Okay, okay. Philosophers. Like... Freud. Someone's You're def- going to tell me someone thought that before Freud thought that yeah, someone all else, men thought all men wanted to fuck their mum. definitely wanted to fuck their mum, but Freud <laughs> just wrote it down. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay, give me another one. Um, sorry, what did you do? I don't, well, I'm not very good at philosophy. I read a book about it and now I can't even remember any of them. No. Basically, all these big thinkers. Yeah. To be honest though, you always hear about all these inventors and philosophers just plagiarizing other people's ideas though. that's so like thomas true. edison didn't even invent whatever the fuck he invented was it the bell the light <laughs> no but my point is it wasn't even him wasn't it no it was, no, no no i think i'm getting muddled up the telephone guy alexander graham bell didn't invent the telephone oh. <laughs> oh my God. someone told me okay don't don't fact check this do not fact check <laughs> told me william shakespeare stole so many of his plays from his um, like servant from like the person. I think that, I might have actually heard that from like the person that like yeah. cleaned his house, and it was a black woman. I was like, that makes sense. I believe that. 100% yeah. I believe that. I hundred percent believe that William Shakespeare stole his writings from a from a black woman. Yeah, because that would make so much sense. It would make so much sense. This is the thing, though. It's it's very easy to monetize off of you know thoughts and experiences because the reason that it's so easy to do so is because everyone has a shared experience right yeah that's true isn't it weird that we literally can modify our thoughts we okay actually we don't earn any money from this but no we don't we have not earned a penny from this hey 0.0 we we earned a fraction of a cent (laughs) once and then it just stopped working (laughs) (laughs) what do we use Sounder, Sounder, this I is feel a like cool... we shouldn't be name dropping. Sounder, this is a call up to you. Please what? help us monetize <laughs> our podcast. <laughs> what happened to monetizing our podcast? They were like, "We're going to help you guys," and then they, we got a fraction of a cent, and then they <laughs> were like, "They it. just dipped." It was, like, no, no more. It was zero point zero two five. That was that was the number <laughs> that came. Across. That's really funny. I don't even know how we got that. I think maybe only monetizes on sound. Yeah. But anyway. Um, the whole point is that do you believe in okay here we go here's another twist and turn go on. do you believe that should, we should be able to like privatise ideas and like art and do you think no 
Marxist moment. Absolutely, yeah, Marxist moment. If you hadn't gathered by now, first of all, what the fuck have you been doing? But secondly, yeah. I mean, Marx is not a pretty great guy. Marx is not a great guy. No, I know. I didn't I didn't mean to name drop him. No. But, you know, leftism as a whole, I think we're kind of rolling with. So, <laughs> communism, yeah. No. Um, but no, I don't think you can privatise art, you can privatise ideas, because the whole point of, you know, both of those things, but especially art, is expression, yeah. and that's something so organic. Wait, what is that It's called? not tangible. You can't put a number or a tag on it. There's like you? a whole law section dedicated to like, oh, it's intel, 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 um, just see what you're thinking. No, I'm trying to, there's a name for it. It's IP. It's like a PI. Proper, fuck. <laughs> Wait, just give me a second. <laughs> intellectual property is what I was trying to say. IP. I said that, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah. So intellectual property is a category of property that includes intangible creations of human intellect. There are many types of um, intellectual property and some countries recognise more than others. The most well-known types are copyrights, patents, trademarks and trade secrets. Mm-hmm. Intellectual property? You can like get property on... Why are we so obsessed with it's like... It's literally like the Thought Police from 1984, <laughs> isn't it? It's literally placing restrictions. It's a you and your expression of thought. And then, isn't that so weird? Like, intellectual... Like, you have property over thoughts and yeah. like things i guess that is the whole concept of copyright though yeah true but like, then but placed sh- in a monetizable context uh, it, but the thing is it's like should you be able to like make money off of something that someone else has already created because is it yeah. about is it about thinking is art about making it first is it about thinking about that first like thinking about that thing creating that thing first mm-hmm. or is it about doing it yeah developing it developing it thinking but i don't know like is it about creating it or is it about creating it first because that's what it feels like if it was creating it first then there'd be about five songs we could listen to no you're right you're right well um, we all use the same four chords yeah we do four chord pop songs third year, uh, third year music is absolutely quaking <laughs> i think like it, i don't know how long have we been recording for 30 something minutes this was supposed to be a shorter episode and it was i think we're going to publish a full podcast because i'm enjoying this way too much okay but do you not think we should start to wrap it up so we have more late night thoughts for another time what another late night thoughts now not now maybe another time maybe another the next sleepover we have there's got to be something else you can say i'm having fun (laughs) okay finally we can (laughs) i was just saying like we can have conversations off recording you know as soon as we say something it's like remotely like an idea or like funny we're like plug the mics in plug the mics it's not even that like we're on facetime and i'm talking to elif and they say something insightful and i'm like stop don't say that don't say the idea keep it in your head and tell me tomorrow (laughs) save it for the pod i can't even have organic thoughts anymore because you police you're the you're the the This is an honest question for our listeners. Do you think we have the basis of an unhealthy relationship? <laughs> well, um, it to be our uh, couple counselling uh, now. Uh, uh, our relationship was founded off of bitching about someone. Yeah. Uh, okay. It was more of a critique. <laughs> Don't you hear yourself? <laughs> it was a valid critique. I, I will echo that. But it was... It was still bitching, wasn't it? Yeah. Okay, so that's how it was founded, right? And then we thought... The things we and then it and then it evolved into larger conversations about life and the fabric of society. And we said everything we're saying is so smart. We, we should, should make sure it. everyone can hear. 
15. Are we just like a couple of narcissists? Is we're that literally what it is? 16. What do we have to offer? <laughs> and loads. We have loads to offer. Listen, I, I would only agree with everything that we're saying right now if I didn't get the feedback that we get. Yeah. We get so much like amazing feedback that I'm I like I feel like everyone's just humbling. Like not humbling, doing the opposite, inflating our ego. Do you think so? Oh, one time know. one time we got humbled by our anonymous message <laughs> and it took us so long to get <laughs> we were, we like we spoke about it. We were like, are they right though? Like do you think we should stop the podcast? We should end <laughs> No, it, it, was, it, it was such a valid critique. The person they this, this, so was within, this was within our first episode or two, and they were like, "I feel like your podcast is a bit too Instagram infographic-y. I'd love to hear some more independent takes." Yeah, which is exactly what we do now, and they were so right in yeah. hindsight. I'm so glad they said it. But yeah, like, we but were just like, like we were pacing around the athletics track together. It's like, <laughs> are they right? Do we need to change the podcast? <laughs> we need to change the fabric of our conversations. <laughs> To be fair, like that's what we were doing because we were so scared to have an original thought. That's what I was yeah. saying when we were tiptoeing around things, like because that's what we you were can doing. Tell we were. I don't think we actually were. I don't think it happened till episode five where I made a joke about the Catholic Church. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> no, to I be had honest, the, like the the gut. To be honest, I while I agree with what they said, I don't think it was entirely true because we did so much research. Yeah, we did a lot of research, for that, especially for that very like even for the first three episodes. Like we okay, we continued research like um, up until like whatever, but like we did so like i've never done that much in-depth research about anything and i no, not even did, like a gcse not even my reading. just not even my history coursework did i no. do that much in-depth like we were going to like the like we were sitting there for hours hours we sat there for hours like pouring our hearts and souls into the yeah. research of this first podcast and so that's why i was like what what are they saying because like i guess we were too focused on like trying to find like proof yeah. rather than what we were actually trying to say but that's not our niche because we had proof we just didn't have things to say yeah whereas now we have things to say and a little bit less proof but like whatever (laughs) with all due respect we were like if you're coming for education we're not the right place to go we said that we said that we're not the source of authority we've always said we're not the source of authority formulate your own opinions don't take everything we say as gospel which i completely stand by but at the same time we were so can you hear that airplane i can hear that airplane we were so like afraid to because i think we were thinking you can't disprove us if it's statistically true yeah but now i like the fact that people can disagree with us people can challenge our takes and i think a couple of people have i think more in my personal life than who've reached out on dm but we actually do like want you to talk to us about what we're saying and especially if you think we're pushing any sort of harmful narrative like we want nothing more than you to be honest with us about. what what conversations have you had that like contradict what we say on the podcast i think more in my personal life as in friends and family it's not even necessarily they disagree with me but they just pull they say something they're like oh i was interested by this bit what do you mean by this or like can oh, you give I me didn't... an example do you have an example i'm trying say? to think of an example um I think I've spoken to my dad a lot about, I can't actually remember any specific things, but not even like the information we're doing, but just the way you're presenting it. Fair like enough. I remember from the first time, a couple of people were like, yeah, your edits are really choppy. I was like, <laughs> well, no, you're really... right. That's so <laughs> abrupt. The thing is, I love listening back to them. Oh, also, so also our outros <laughs> our out- do you know what? seven Last minutes. Last night, Aleph and I sat on FaceTime and we listened to the <laughs> outros of like the first few. And I think... Each outro was at least two minutes long. Not no no three no seven minutes minimum. Oh, it was so long. We just sat. We there. would list. We'd be like, like our Gmail our is <laughs> like our Gmail is O P I N I O N. Here is my NHS number, and here is my phone number. <laughs> here is my bank card. Here is my social security. That 
was literally what we would do. We'd sit there and like list everything we could. No one ever gmailed us. No, I've never thought... had a Gmail from anyone in our life. Oh, we get like companies and stuff. Yeah, maybe we, we got <gasps> we got an email yesterday about like erectile dysfunction. <laughs> Did you see it? What? No, it was prostate um treatment oh that's nice and erectile dysfunction oh, okay <laughs> oh, lovely. why but why are we on their email list i think they got the wrong the like, thing is we've audience. had like a couple that's not the only experience of no we've had that like region no, and... no 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 we had um a company reach out to us and not like a second party thing like the actual instagram account with them like with their millions of people oh, yeah. reach out to us and it was for ball trimmers and they were like yeah hey, get your, get your... <laughs> and they said to us oh, we'll pay you like 40 pounds per listen like per if you advertise this and i was like should we do it and then charlotte wouldn't let me because apparently ball trimmers aren't our niche like whatever <laughs> also we literally preach body positivity and don't yeah but it's... <laughs> we've made it so hard for ourselves to monetize this podcast because if they ask us to do like an, a hashtag ad about like gummy vitamins we've like already slacked them off on three different podcasts so we can't we can hardly say and also, yes it's not even that we're so anti-capitalist we hate how, capitalism how are we supposed to make money without contradicting ourselves but the thing is, it's the same thing. We always cycle back to this. You can critique society while simultaneously existing yeah. under it. And I promise you, we've always said that if we were to like, I mean, if it was like a tiny bit of money, then I don't know how much this would apply. I'm the Santa Carol we were making bank we've always said we <laughs> donate so much of it to charity we said that from day one we said it from day one yeah, literally from day one we said did we say half of our proceeds <laughs> we should make it into a third so we can get another okay to be honest we're only saying that because right now we're making 0.025 yeah cents. i'm sure we'd change our mind if we were actually making like significant money yeah, but then again who is making significant money off a podcast that's like five in joe the country rogan. joe rogan oh, he's fuck joe rogan can i say as a podcaster fuck joe rogan we're <laughs> <laughs> name dropping now <laughs> I don't think he knows, <laughs> and I don't think he cares. No, I think he'll be all right. Honestly, I really hope one day we. Get, I really hope one day, like we get so famous. <laughs> no, listen, listen. I really hope. No, listen. I, really, I hope one day we get so famous, and then one day we get asked to go on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he pulls this up, and he's like, "Guys," and it's just us going, "Fuck Joe Rogan." <laughs> he's a fucking. We hate him. We hate him. The thing is, once this kid was like. Um, you're a podcaster, right? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you should really listen to Joe Rogan. Like, he totally gets both sides of the combo. Oh. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I didn't really know about him. I was like, oh, that's really cool. He's talking to everyone. And then I listened to him and I was like, no, fuck this guy. Shut yeah. up. Stop talking. Um, who else don't we like? <laughs> I know who we do like, but I feel like we can't name drop because we're so similar to them. It looks like we're plagiarizing. Okay, do you know what? Move on. I don't like Call Her Daddy. Oh, we hate Call Her Daddy. We were talking to another fellow podcaster about this in yeah. the DMs. We made, honest, we made podcast think, friends. I think she's evolved, and I yeah. do think like I do like her more recent one, like way better, way less like. Mm, it's, how do I say it this? is liberal feminism, but it's it's the whole idea of oh my god, yeah, go fuck ten guys, like reclaim your sexuality. It's like hookup culture. It's just like a wrong narrative to push, and it's dangerous. Sometimes it's basically like play by the patriarchy's rules and you'll get there like, but she's failing to recognize that the only reason she can do that is because she's white and she's white and skinny, and skinny and pussy, and pussy. And yeah like, basically yeah. this is not the way it works with the majority of people i think i know i, I do love the guests she has so like she has miley cyrus on there she has yeah. mia khalifa like, i love mia khalifa i know and the thing is what's funny is that i remember mia khalifa saying like oh i don't like call her daddy and then she was literally on the phone. yeah that was a little bit hypocritical yeah but then i feel like aren't we all hypocritical like that yeah. was when she'd moved on like that's yeah. when she stopped playing into that and i think i appreciate that like yeah. i like that she's grown especially like i don't know i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know why i say that 
I think we have filler phrases, right? Yeah. I think we're. Re- I just said one, right? We're really afraid to like take the time to indulge our thoughts mm-hmm. and to have people because we don't. Because we're girls. Honestly, this is a real phenomenon, and I need you to understand that it's literally scientifically proven that girls use more filler words than boys because mm-hmm. they people they don't think that people are as willing to pause and listen to them talk and i think they've just got to keep it going and keep it going and people won't stop and listen to them unless plus, they constantly keep the train plus if you say things too confidently it seems cocky and no one wants to listen to you've you you've got to dumb yourself down essentially exactly and then you have to be like oh i'm not really sure though and i do it all the time and yeah. i hate it and I piss, it pisses me off so much but i do it all the time i say like, something that i mean i'll be like i don't know maybe that's just me though yeah i do know i do know and i do mean it and i know it's everyone i know you're all thinking it yeah exactly. so i'm not even gonna try and gaslight myself there because yeah. i know you're all thinking <laughs> it. talking of Gaslight? No. <laughs> okay, never mind. Move on. Anyway, um, basically, we should probably wrap up this podcast. We said we'd do a ten-minute one. It's, <laughs> it's been, been like forty-three minutes. minutes. We've done a time lapse of us, so it's just gonna be me progressively sinking lower onto the bed. <laughs> I started sitting full up, and me just like pointing at things in my room, myself. going like, "You get a star. You, you get, get a car. You get a car. You're all gonna get a star." I think we've expired. Oh my god, where's the time gone? <laughs> look how look how big the bar on the audacity gets. Audio files so good because I didn't realize I've been holding the microphone, which means it's gonna be really rustly. But I've been holding it really close <laughs> to my mouth, so <laughs> spit on my microphone. And it's gonna be so loud. Whoever edits this is gonna have a horrible time. <laughs> I'm gonna pass that task on to you, Charlotte. Um, thank you. Do you know what? Guys. This is really unfair. Elif takes all the really fun podcasts. No, that's not true. Once and then I leaves did... me with the boring ones. No, that is not true. Remember when I did? Um... Oh, was that when I was just having a really like all round bad day? Yeah, you just had. Did everything. I did everything, and then she had the audacity to be like, "Uh, I did agree with that. Like, shut up, do the work, or then you can critique me." Right? <laughs> I edited the whole thing. I made the description. I posted it. Okay, and then maybe, maybe I forgot to cut the silence off at the end of the podcast, so the podcast was an hour and a half long. But that is not my goal. Okay, Everyone, whatever. Do you know what? Whatever. I did the whole thing, so it's up there now, and you should go listen to it. That was the um. What one was that? God I don't know. Knows. Uh, God knows. Anyway, how many episodes have we got out now? I think by the time this will go out, we will have nineteen out. So season two will be wrapped up and done. This will be season three. Do you? Th- oh my god! Oh my god! So there were there were ten in our first season, but we took one of them down because we didn't agree with it anymore. Mm-hmm. As in, I agree. We, it was the male mental health one, and we've just. Not that we didn't agree with it, but I just... We didn't agree with my mental no. health. <laughs> <laughs> I think the way we presented our ideas was quite contradictory to what we believe and what we've been yeah. preaching about misogyny. Um, it was way too, like, um, palatable. It was like, too it, palatable and it wasn't productive. We, yeah, it wasn't productive and we dumbed ourselves down and we'd made it, we'd made it way too comforting and it, wasn't, yeah. it did not reflect what we it were thinking. It needed to be more hard-hitting, so we took it upon ourselves to do it again we did an interview with uh one of our friends who was absolutely bloody amazing i'm telling you yeah i mean we, we talk in history all the time so i was thinking he can't be that bad but he blew our socks off and then <laughs> socks off. you're such an old nanny i am and then we spoke to christian christian was so amazing he's a mental health professional who works with youth offending team and, and cams and cams and his just his his lived experience absolutely shone through i think yeah this is just self-promo now you know we stuff you hate those intros outros even oh god ramble. okay do you know what? i'm gonna wrap up guys um please gonna... follow our instagram that's where you can get involved <laughs> oh, under- follow our tiktok we make funny ones on there <laughs> 
we just try and get viral. We just do all the trends we that do. we can to try and get viral. That's we not got true. one that blew up and we gained like 500 followers to from it. To be fair, that wasn't even a... That was just our podcast. We just put a little clip of the podcast yeah. and that's what gets viral anyway. So go follow that and you'll see when we can be bothered to promote it because they'll all come in burst. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's be mutuals. We love you. <laughs> all right. That's a... <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, my God.